On page Kufchav Gimel, Perik Yud Gimel, talking about davening. We should be about we should be davening about talking, but right now we're talking about davening. What it means that bechlal the tzur of davening that we were talking we began talking about the past few weeks. So Perik Yud Gimel, page Kufchav Gimel, Kufchav Gimel. This is like things about davening we never knew, right? And, and the most basic insight is that how we could be people who are not just davening, but that davening becomes a very, very important part of our lives. In the last parak, we were learning about the insight of tefillah of davening. What we, what we saw was that davening is not just the way that we grew up thinking that davening there's this, we, we have Shabbos, we have Tillam, we have Kashis, we have all this other stuff. And one of the things that Jews do is that we daven. That's, if a person if a person thinks that way, it's not going to be much of a davening. That on the whole list of things that Jews do, we have davening. What we learned last week was that davening is not an Indian prati. It's not just one particular part of Yiddishkeit. Like, you know, having, having a matzah on Pesach. It's not a particular... Protestant thing, what we've learned that what that all all of the one's, one's learning Torah has to be with davening. How you eat is with tefillah. When you do another mitzvah, it's with tefillah. Even tefillah is with tefillah. We learned right that, you, that we have a tefillah before you go to davening. On the way to davening, you ask a couple of seconds. You take that the davening should be a davening. So tefillah is not a specific thing that a Jew does. It's the tzur of his entire life. That's what we're learning. It's the tzur of one's entire life. But sinu b'svar makdashim shekishem shahatayr shkula kenegir kol We find in the svar that just like Torah is balanced to the is equal to the entire to the entire six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. Gamatfila hina kenegir kol tayag mitzvahs. Davening is also davening is also kenegir kol tayag mitzvahs. Every mitzvah from the 630 page Every mitzvah from the 630 mitzvahs that a person does In every single chelik of our avaydah Hashem when you're giving tzedakah Whatever you're doing It has to be preceded with, uh, with this mahalach of tefillah of davening that we're learning Let's take a look, a further look to see what should the davening of a person be like. It says in Pesach, Shlomo Melech says, A poor person, a poor person, when he comes to ask for help, he doesn't just say, he doesn't just say, I could use some help. He speaks with, with Tachanunim. He beseeches. He's begging you. Right? That's how he talks. Tachnunim yedaberosh. A poor person like Kiroshim uchedalim tafaknut lasecha. A rush, a poor person, doesn't just ask. He cries. He begs. Amnam yeishnan betvila kamavakamatsuris. Kamayishim etzim b'divichazal. Asara l'shaynis shaltvila. There are a number of words in Tanakh, in a chazal, that are used for davening. There's an entire sefer by the Be'er Ma'am Chaim called Shara Tvila. Shara Tvila, near the Be'er Ma'am goes through each of the Lashonis, Za'aka and Sa'aka and Hanach, all of the Lashonis, each one of Davening, what each one means. 
what what way of davening does each one is each one referring to? There are ten lashonos of tefillah. One of them is tchina ve'eschan that we learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. But there are ten lashonos of tefillah, and each one of those lashonos of tefillah indicates a different surah, a different way. A different way to daven. But there in the, in the Shari Tefillah, there, there the Bamachim goes into Chesidus and Pnimis Pnimis of each one, what it means. For our purposes, he says, Kasher Oiskim Pech Kuv Chav Gimel. Kasher Oiskim Betfilah Le'erach Kalayimber Etzifus. We're trying to sign up to this program of being Jews who the whole day, the entire day is connected to Tefillah. Not just Shachas Minchamarv, but with everything that we do. A few seconds here, a few seconds there. If a person has for his body, this for a good 15 minutes, a half hour, that's gewaldic. But if a person is Isaac and Tfilah, if a person is trying to be in the parish of Tfilah, of davening for the entire day, you can't, you can't go an entire day. I mean, there are big, big tzaddikim that are like that, that they're constantly, that they can go like that for hours and hours and hours. Crying and begging and doubting in such a way. But if a person, if a person uh, goes to work and he has things that he takes care of during the day, your your way of davening cannot be obviously for an entire day of tachanunim yadaber rush, of crying out and begging with such intensity and such emotion. That's true. There is a very high level of tachanunim. That your davening is is heartfelt and strong. This way of pouring your heart out to, to Hashem. This is not a mahalach that you could live with an entire day. I mean, you'll be out of a job pretty quickly. You're not going to be able to eat or, or communicate with people. If, if you're in that mode of shichi kamayim libech noichich pnei Hashem throughout the entire day, yeshna mergoi misuyamim. We're hoping that a person has a few moments, that there are moments here and there, zmanim misuyam. Then there are special zmanim, there are special times. Shekadosh Baruch mezakes adam v'libay niftach. You can't even force it. There are times that it says schlus and the Bnei helps and he opens your heart. Sometimes it's a simcha. Something you hear good news and you feel sometimes, and then you could then you could dive in a little bit with an open heart. But sometimes, God forbid, it's very very sad news, and there's something that breaks your heart, and the heart is open. And you could go on the side and say a few words, and it's with a it's with tachanunim, it's with shivri kamayim. But stam, but stam, a person can't force that. There are times, there are moments. Excuse me. You feel in those, at those moments, at those moments, you feel that you're standing mamish with Hashem as and it was even something that you didn't necessarily plan or work on, but you neichach pnei Hashem, and you shayfech, you pour your heart out neichach pnei Hashem. I will leave shalichias madrega nalek zuk kolayim kulo, but with the exception zulas yechidis kulo, with the exception of big big tzaddikim, you can't live in that in that state of of unbelievable emotional uh, emotional tension, and in a state of neichach pnei Hashem with shivri kamayim all day long. Bachain therefore, hatsura hayosev ruv hayosev mesudaris linhag bahi. 
You can't be shifri kamayim. You can't. But people like us can't be shifri kamayim, pouring your heart out like water all day long. We don't even know. Once in a while, we could feel that. But that doesn't mean that we can't we can't be noichach bnei Hashem the whole day. That we have to daven for. To, that nochach bnei Hashem means that you're in God's presence. That's what we've been learning the entire sefer. Therefore, we're learning that that you must. We each and every one of us must speak to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Noichach. Noichach means to Hashem, not about Hashem, but to speak to Him. The Darbi Imo Kiviyachal. Next page. The Tzurativis to develop a natural, personal, healthy way of speaking to Hakadosh Baruch of talking to Hashem as well. It means that a person has an opportunity wherever he is, and any time that he mentions Akarish Baruch, he has the ability to to speak to Hashem directly, which is a schus. Any time, when, whenever a person mentions God's name, when he, whenever a person says, wants to talk to Hashem, Hashem is there. He's there anyway. He's there all the time. But a person can connect to Him wherever He is. When a person says to Baruch Hu, that word, when he says in the passage, that I say God's name, all it means that whenever I really want to talk to God, whenever I want to have a connection to Him, wherever I am, He's there. And if that is really what you want, then you can be sure that Baruch Shalom will, will say, I'm here. And when a person realizes this, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mamish there with you, there's not a breast of invention. Not, not that I have any problem. If it would be a breast of Rabbi Nachman's, Rabbi Nachman's very, very high up on my list. I have no problem with that. But that's that's not from Rabbi Nachman. That comes from Tanakh. In the words of the Mitzvah Shem, Kedaber Ish El Re'eu. All the tzaddikim spoke to Hashem as Baruch, Kedaber Ish El Re'eu. In a very personal, personal, direct way. I was talking about this last Shabbos. One of the one of the Chavah got a little bit upset with me because I spoke about how you see that in a, you see that in the parish last parish in Vayera that what's the what's the chiddush in Vayera? These three parishes, Lech Lecha Vayera and Chasara, are mostly about Avram Avinu, right? The life of Avram Avinu and what he was what he was doing inside the home, outside. It was all Avram Avinu that these parishes. And and the chiddush of the last parish is that uh, that Avram Avinu is not only an, uh, a servant of Hashem, but he is a dear friend, a close friend of Hashem. And I explained. I went through I went through six different nekudos in the parish that show a yididus from the very beginning. The fact that that the Hashem comes to visit him when he's not feeling well. That's not uh, like a, a master of the universe type of a thing, or you know, thou art. It's it's a friend comes to see you when you're not feeling well. And and that Avram Avinu was able to say to Kadosh Baruch Hu that could you hold on I, I have some guests I'll, I'll I'll come back in a few minutes so they got somebody from the shul very upset that me he said Hashem could you hold on I said I was just using the vernacular I didn't mean that he said like that you know could you hold on but you know you always have an every tzibur that's like 
minion. But anyway, I, he's a big tzaddik, but he's, he gets very nervous. So I didn't mean it specifically. Like, can you hold on? Like you know, but but the fact that Avram Avinu, the fact that Avram Avinu was able to have such a comfortable relationship with the Shechina to say. I, I, I need to take care of guests I'll be back soon and not only that when Hashem Baruch came to visit him so Rashi says that Avram Avinu he was in pain but he started to stand up and Hashem Baruch shaved you sit down I'll stand it's okay this is, this is a Yedidus this is Yedid Nefesh of Harachana a Yedidus that we have with Hashem Baruch Mamash a Yedidus with Hashem Baruch and and to be able to speak Hashem Kedavah, the Mesil Shem says Kedavah Ish El Rei Eihu. The way that you speak to a friend, Kedavah Ish El Rei Eihu. Kamoshim Bavakish Hu Bakoshim Nei Beisai. Here, the way that you would speak to to the members of your family, Bakoshim Havili Chefetz Ploidi, with politeness. Can you can you please bring me this thing? Hayim Yecholim Atim Lasas Avri Pulu Mesuyemes. Or or could you please do this for me? Vechayitzay Bazeh. To speak directly. This is how we have to speak to Hashem as well. When you say to the Baruch I want to learn. Help me to understand what I'm learning. I'm asking you. Not may, may, may the God, Lord of the universe, whatever. May He help me that I should have a day that I'm learning. You know. No, you talk directly in such a way. And he writes those spell, I want to die. Help me. In other words, this the more formal third person. It's completely, totally different. The difference is the first 122 pages. It's totally different. I mean, if you must follow to the Banishon, this way or that way, it has a different form. I'm not talking about, that's not our question. What? How Hashem responds, what He does, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, as far as we're concerned, uh, isn't there a huge difference when, you, when there's someone that you love and you speak to that person as opposed to saying, my wife, or about my friend, or my father, or my mother? When you speak, when you speak directly to, one thing is not But you know what? We're going to give more examples. We're going to give more examples. He gives a he gives a fantastic marshal. You'll see coming up soon. That'll make it a lot clearer. But but it's not that Hashem listens to everything. But to, but as far as when our tefillah is stronger, there's a huge difference in us. I mean, Mela, there's going to be a different response to that. There's a different response. You can't you can't blank out, phase out, and disappear. When you're having a conversation with somebody, unless you're like you know, unless you're just uh, not a mensch, but you you're talking. I mean, there are people that do that too when you talk to them. You know, then especially you know, that, there are people like you know, you talk to them, and while you're talking to them, they're like looking some, you know, they're looking around and whatever. But that, a mensch doesn't do that. So when when you're talking to Kashbaruch after and you feel that that is neichach pnei Hashem. Then the tefillah, and you're speaking to him in English or whatever your language is, you're talking to him. You can't disengage the way that you would disengage from the city. You know, in the city, you saying, Ashish right? That you could disengage. Much of the Siddur is written in the Lashon Eichach also. The Tehillim of David Malach. You're talking to Hashem Isbar. But there are many parts in Tehillim where it's not like that. Nishmas Kalach had the you know, the, in the Nishmas, some is a to and some is about. 
and 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 ain't a doyma when a person and and it's like practical advice. It's 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 practical advice for the for us to become people who really daven. So he says. I'm going now on the street. I'm asking Hashem help me that my eyes should not look at something that's, 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 that I shouldn't see. With these things and anything else that's on your heart, talk to Hashem as well. And if in the time that you have, not just during the day, those little, those little uh, davening, you know, bites for ten seconds or a few for a minute, but if you have time for your this to put aside time, mamish, to sit and to and to talk to Hashem's baruch longer, as we're going to talk more about, he says in the brackets, we'll see more from the Ramchal. Also says, Again, it's not from Rabbi Nachman. Didn't begin with Rabbi Nachman. Ramchal writes that every day a person should have time for his bridedus and his bridedus to speak to Hashem as well directly and to think. Or when there are certain special times that you have an opportunity and you feel a cheshek to talk to Hashem. Okay, you have those special moments, those special times of his this and other things, where you're able to be in that, you're able to talk to Hashem with an outpouring of the heart. But the rest of the day, you should not lose your contact with Him. There are special times when it's shivchi kamayim, like you're pouring your heart out. But even when it's not, during the course of a regular day, a Jew must try to live in a state of tefillah, of noichach penei Hashem. Of talking to Hashem about little things, He says, In the same way that right now in this room there's a chair and there's a table, Kach, this and much more. Hakadosh Baruch here. In the same way that when you're home, you speak to your family, and you're certain, you hope that they're listening to you. Now, one of the ten terms of tefillah in Tanakh, one of the ten ways that that tefillah is called in Tanakh, is sa'aka, a scream, sa'aka, as it says in Eicha and other psukim. But in, uh, this one we're very familiar with, sa'ak libam el Hashem. It's a fantastic pasuk. The hearts screamed out to God. We normally associate screaming with the lungs, not with the heart. But the puzzle says, Sa'ak liba melashem. Many other places in Tehillim, it just uses Sa'akov. Yitzaku elashem batzar lahem. They screamed out to God when they were in Hadetzaris. But here, in Eichet says, Sa'ak liba melashem. The heart screamed out to God. Nizboinen kaidem b'moshel hagashmi. Let's look at a, at a, at a Marshall and Gashmi's. Mosai ben Adam sorry. When does a person scream? Yeshnam is a shnei aifanim. There are two times that a, 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 a normal person will scream. I mean, there are crazy people that are screaming all the time. But there are two normal ways that a person, times that a person would scream. Ha'achad, one. Kishadam menasal dabrim chaveir, vorosha chaveir, lomis yaches, I love. You're trying to communicate with somebody. You're trying to talk to a person. The person can be sitting right next to you. But he's not interested. He's not, he doesn't seem to pay attention. 
So at some point, the things are not interesting. This this means a lot to you, and you try to talk to this person. Sometimes a parent is so contracted with with a thousand things, and the kid's trying to tell you something about like you know that that uh, she, you know she she filled something in a coloring book and, and that day or whatever, and and the kid says it like ten times, and the parents are and finally the kid just starts to scream. And everybody says, what are you, oh, everybody stops, what are you yelling? So the kid says, I tried saying, I was, I'm, I'm trying for a half hour to get someone you know, to listen to me. That's a, that's, that's a very painful thing sometimes. At some point, that's one of the in- explanations of Golas Adiba. Like you see that in the beginning of, of Sefer Shmais, the Jews are not talking, they're just krechzing. They're crying, they're krechzing, they're not talking anymore. One of the explanations, but the Zohar says that in Mitzrayim, our Dibur speech was in Golas. That's why the gula of uh, is pesach. The mouth speaks, right? That's pesach. And that's why Paro's name is Pera. because we lost our ability to communicate in that time. We weren't talking. We were crashing. We weren't talking. And one of the explanations that Absalik talks about is when the, when you're talking for a long time and you're trying and no one and you feel that nobody's listening to you, you, you lose your cheshek to talk. If no one listens to you, you don't talk. You stop talking. There are many people that at some point could be some of us here stop talking. I mean, we talk, but we stop saying things that are very important because if no one's listening to you, then you and there's no tachlis. You just stop talking. So one reason why a person would scream is if he feels that he's trying to get a point across. It's important to him, and they're not listening to him. They're not interested in him. The sofer In the end, his patience. He, 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 he loses his patience. He starts to scream. He's not really screaming to the person because the person is sitting a half a foot away. There's no, there's no problem here. The guy, the guy has healthy ears. He's, he's upset. He's frustrated. He's screaming. Really, he's screaming about him. He said he's trying to scream to him. Will you please listen to me? I'm talking about something serious. Could you please listen to me? So it's not that he's screaming to him what he wants to say. He's screaming at him because he's trying to be heard. That's one type of a tsaka, one type of a scream. The second type of a tsaka. You're on one side of the street. Or one end of the street, and you see a friend walking by the other side of the street somewhere. Whom oh, you need this friend. You need this friend, Taka. And you know that if you don't call out, he's going to get on the bus and he's going to go. And then you won't be able to catch him. To get what you need from the guy. So what do you do? You scream out his name. Wait a minute. I need to talk to you. I need you. There it's different. There you know that your friend couldn't physically hear you. Unless you screamed out. And once he hears you, he's interested. In, 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 he's interested, But he can't hear you because he's down the street somewhere. So you scream out then. You would speak quietly, he wouldn't hear you. He wouldn't hear you. 
therefore you, you, therefore you scream out in a loud voice. It's a natural thing to do. Sometimes you'll be in the car with the windows closed and there's somebody that you see and you're passing by and you know they can't possibly hear you and you still start screaming like a nut and, and he can't possibly hear you but you do the best you can. Right? You just scream out. That's natural. Because he can't hear you and you want him to hear you. Atanizbani. So this is the, this is the marshal. So again, davening is called Tzaka. Tzaka Libem HaLashem. By Yitzhak HaLashem. So we know that in, 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 the, in the world of Tzaka's, there are two types of Tzaka's, the ones we just learned. Screaming to be heard, because the, because the person's not listening to you. Tzaka Alav, or Tzaka Alav. Or because he physically can't hear you. One can, he just doesn't pay attention. The other can't hear you. So these are two reasons why you would scream. Now let's see. When we're speaking to Hashem, so what if if we see that in Tanakh there's a type of davening that's called that's called a a scream? What kind of a scream are we talking about? The first type, if it's because the guy just doesn't care, he's not paying attention to you. He's just not relating to you, doesn't care. It's obvious that it's not shy to say such a thing, The Bereshit cares about every word that a Jew says, even even if it's not with much feeling, just it's the mouth. God, God cares about what His children are saying, and He's listening to us. He's interested in us. So it can't be that we have to scream to get his attention. Or to, t- or to scream, not just to get his attention, but to scream because we're frustrated and upset. How come you're not listening to me? How come you don't care? That can't be with Hashem as well. He cares. And not only that, but the Svarim tell us, the Marinayim and all the Tzadikim say, that, that not only that, but we're answered when we dive. We just might not understand the answer. We might not realize how we're being answered. It's not the way that we want to be answered. But as the Sram says, Shemeh Tvilas Kalpa. Shemeh doesn't only mean that Hashem is capable of hearing, it means He responds to every document. It's just not, might not be Bizgalus. There's no question that Hashem is interested, and He's not only interested, but the Sram says He's thrilled when we have something to say to Him. He's thrilled, He's excited when we're talking to Him. Yes, it's an interesting thing. Like when babies are mumbling, everybody sits around marveling at it, right? And I was, oh, oh, and he's, and he's and the first time he says, "Daddy," everybody, the father's like, and, and they make him, "What's this?" I, oh, all the aunts and uncles and grandparents, everybody's still, "What's this?" No, oh, so, but but can you imagine, you know, the kids gonna be sitting 17 years, and he's gonna be telling you that my life's my life's a mess. I don't know what to do with my my life, and the father's like reading the papers as what? And the kids are like, never mind. Never mind, sir. This kid, you know. But but but, it, but it, you bring in the the little one. Eyes, oh, the father. Who? Yes, Nachas. Nachas. There's no question that the Baruch listens to every single Jew. You know, when a person talks to Hashem, well, he's interested in every single one. He shemet filas kol yachid mitayich ami so. 
even the Rishon, no matter what a very person ever did in his life, the Sorim say they're the worst. Habatech Rishon Chesed Sorim is talking Rasha. Even the worst person in the world, with the biggest avayas, when he talks to the Rishon, he says Yid. When he talks to the Rishon, there's such a bechina that by God that he doesn't listen. It's not for now, but by Yid, every single thing that a Jew tells him, the Rishon it cares about. It's in this parish, in the Chazal in this parish, the Chazal in this parish bring the puzzle. Zayis is palakal chosle. When when he when it's the, when he's in need, and the, and the Gemara goes to what does it mean Lais Mitzay? The Medrash, what does it mean Lais Mitzay? Zu Isha, Zu Kavura, Zu Beisakisa. Everything. Lais Mitzay means when you, when Hashem is found. When is He found? For everything. You need to get married, Isha, and Hashem is. And brings psukim for each thing. The devotional cares about everything that we talk to him about. Therefore, you don't have to scream that you're frustrated. How come God's not listening? He's listening for sure. And there's not, there's nothing like when are you going to listen to me? Start to start screaming at God. What's the matter? How come you're not listening to me? There's no such thing. He listens to. So as far as that's concerned, why, what's the, what does it mean to davening to daven with a tsaka with a scream? Doesn't seem to make sense. You don't have to try to get his attention, or you don't have to scream out of frustration. The, the, those gemaras, the chazals of uh, certain sharm are locked and tried the most not locked. And when you dive with a minion, so your tefillah goes up, but, but it just seems like sometimes the tefillahs don't go to the right places. Yes, yeah, so the Shomir is asking a good question. The gemara says that from the time of the Chor Mikdash, so the shari tefillahs that there's somehow that there's that that they that they're locked closed. It's a lot closed, and the shari demos. But uh, but if it's with crying, then that then that's a way to open up. That's a way to open up the shari. So another such chazal. So this would seem to indicate that that maybe this could die to scream. Maybe he's not paying attention. If you're telling me that I have to cry in order to be heard, it means when I'm diving in a regular shachis and milchamar, I'm saying a capital tehillim. So it, it's not if it's not with the mo'is, if it's not with the most, it means that 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 Akash is not interested. That can't be. So the tzaddikim, Ramchal and other tzaddikim explain those chazals, and the maral, all the tzaddikim explain that shemet filas kalpa means anything that a Jew davens. It's a hundred percent. As far as the ni'ilas hashara means that there should be a response in the way that we're asking for that it should be. That it should be the way that we are asking that we should see it, the goalie, and understand how we're being answered. That that we don't see hashkacha practice that should be clear to us. But that Hashem's Baruch listens and He cares. That's the aside of being a Jew. That He listens to every single thing. It's not a question. That he listens to everything. He cares. He's interested. As far as how we perceive it and the response on the part of Hashem, the way that we would like, there is there's a problem in Golas of has to him, and there's a, and there are gates that are locked. And only with crying and shifri kamayim, there are certain things that we could be piled. But but as far as Hashem's caring and being attentive to our tefillahs, that's uh, that's kolpe. So he says, Hashem is always listening. And if Hashem sees that it'll be good to give the person what he's asking for, then Hashem will decide to give it to you. Uksharaisha ain't no tavis other than Hashem sees it's not good for you. Loy nana. 
that's also true that since the Chobes Amikdash, we don't really know what to ask for anymore. We're so, we're so lost, we don't, know what, we don't know what's really good for us. We don't know what to ask for. So a person asks that he should be able to get this job. I want so badly to be hired by this place. I want this job, I want this job. So does he know that by being, by him being at that job, that he's going to meet up with somebody that's going to mess up his whole life? He can meet up with somebody at that job that he was davening for. And he's all upset, how come Hashem didn't give me that job? I wanted, I davened so hard for that job. And then in the end, he doesn't get the job. So he doesn't know that that at that job there was somebody who was going to meet that was going to ruin his whole life. God forbid. Doesn't know. If we would see how how Hashem is Baruch, all, all these tefillas and how Hashem is Baruch is, is attentive to all of that tefillas. But since the Chol make this and it has to upon him, there's such a chayshut, there's such a darkness. It's hard for us to know what to ask for. What so we say? answered in a good way. If it's not good for me, I don't want it. That's why, you know, the, the, the Rabbi Nachman always said not to daven with akshanas. There was no bigger davener in the world than Rabbi Nachman. He says, don't be an action. What does it mean an action? Don't say that it has to be this way that I'm davening. This job or, or this zivig. You have a guy goes out with a girl and he likes the girl, you know, he, says, he goes from a shigar that, 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 that it should be this girl. Daven that, that if this is the right one for me, Rabbi Shalom, that this could bring out for me that the... That this could that I should be the, the I should be able to reach my tachlis ashlemus. This is my emes zivig. Then the that's if that's what you you see that that's what it is. Then help that it should be. But I want it to be this way because I like this. And I think it's you have to be very careful. The akshanis to be careful because you might get answered. Because there is a meter of tzaddik talks about sick as a tzaddik. But if you if you if you're in action and you're stubborn enough, you can get it even though it's not good for you. You know, it's not good for you. So you could scream and yell that your dafka want to have this money, or you want dafka have this job, and then it could be that that money, God forbid, buries you. That money destroys your life, or destroys your connection to Kashbar, and that the Shalom, you were better off when you didn't have any money, and you were pushed, and then you were better, you were better, you didn't get involved in the wrong things, or whatever. So, but we have, we, but, but we dive into Kashbar, who there should be tackle the time, but we don't know what's for our good. But certainly, there's no question that Hashem is attentive. He's listening, and that he cares. When it's for our good, then he'll give us it. But but the whole thing about screaming that I can't believe you're not listening to me. I'm, I'm yelling to you for, for 30 years. You don't listen to me. Or 30 seconds. You can't say that. Hashem certainly. You don't have to scream. So what's a tzaka? What does it mean in, in, in Tanakh? Why is a tzaka a way to daven? What do you have to scream? What are you yelling? So maybe it's a chisar ba'amuna. If you think that if you think that God doesn't care and you have to somehow be angry or yell at Him to listen to you, that's a chesar in Amuna. You're missing something in your Amuna. In Hashem, It means you have a, you have an incorrect understanding of of Baruch Like there was a someone I was talking to somebody last week from the, came from not, not from the neighborhood. Someone came. We were talking, and this is a person that this person. Has a has a child that's very 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 mentally you know uh, terribly retarded terribly terrible physically mentally kfel and and uh, the the mother came to the, she came to talk to me and she she wanted she told me that that what that, that she has that she she wants to open up and tell the truth. She knows why Hashem gave her this this sorrow that she has this 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 child. The child's already like 25 years old. Why? Because so she said that when she was 17 years old, 
when she was 17 years old, she didn't have anger with somebody. She didn't have anger. It wasn't such a good thing. It wasn't really her choice. It was Kimat. It was the way that she, the way it happened. It was, it was Kimat, like really, like uh, against her will. It was, uh, it was a terrible mice. But she didn't, she didn't uh, scream and fight the way that she should have. She felt, and she was taken advantage of. Who? Whatever you know, there was like a party, and he gave it to drink. A terrible mice. So, so she started to cry terribly. That's why Hashem punished her with this child. So I said to her, I said, that's not, that's not the Rabbani Shalom. I, I don't know, that's a different Rabbani Shalom. Like, you think the Rabbani Shalom, is that your picture of the Rabbani Shalom? That he's going to get even with some 17-year-old girl that was taken advantage of by giving you 70 years, 80 years uh, uh, this, with this with a retarded child? That's, that's the Rabbani Shalom? I said, that's fine, maybe that's... That's the first, uh, you know, church of our mother in divine agony, maybe. But that's not our religion. You got the wrong religion. She knows enough to say, well, what about Midah Kinegah Midah? I said, what? Midah Kinegah Midah. Just Hamidah. Hamidah. Such a Midah. That's the British language. of Rachman, Yedid Nefesh. Such a thing with you. So I, then I said to a few other people that, that she knows that have also uh, a child that's not well, Says, do you think that they're nice people? Oh, they're fantastic people. So they have two children that are, that are mentally handicapped. So they must have done real big affairs. Your way must be terrible. No, they're such nice people. So you, the problem is that 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 a person has our chesvenis namuna. We have such chesvenis namuna. We have such a misunderstanding of God, and, and it's scary because the kids grow up like that, and it stays in your head that. That you have all these ideas of what the Rabbi Shalom is, and that's altogether wrong. So this lady's idea, this this lady that she sees a Baruch who is like the, you know this angry, vengeful God that that, that can't understand what that, that a seventeen-year-old girl was taken advantage of. That every decent person would have Rahmanis. and every decent person would, would tell her, this, "Don't worry about it. It's all right." And but the Rabbi is not on such a madrega to be decent. The Rabbi is not decent enough to say you were 17, you were drinking a little bit, the guy took advantage of you, fatigue. Don't even talk about it. That's what we would say. That, unless it was your own kid. But any other person, you would say, God forbid, you would say, forget it. Tomorrow will be better. Stay away from the guy, Gandhi. That's it. What are you going to do? But this, but this, but that. Drop it. But, but when it comes to the Rabbi people, Jews, from people have such hasagas of an of an angry, miserable, nasty God. And and you could have another saga. The other saga, the opposite would be that Hashem is fine with everything. You know. You know, I feel like going to get myself a cheeseburger. Yeah, we can work this out together. I have a as long as I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I have a good heart. So all of these are misunderstandings. So th- then the only way, well, if he doesn't like me to have the, uh, the hamburger, must be he's that other kind of God. That's why Rabbi Nelson talks about how a person has to be careful not to be too much to the right and too much to the left. Not to be too much of a, of a conservative and not to be too much of a liberal. A Jew has to know even when he davens. That means that you have to know that the, that, that the Bereshulam cares about what you do. It makes a difference and you have to be careful with your life. But on the other hand, that if you if you make a mistake, that, that you can work with him. He doesn't he doesn't kill you for making him for making a mistake, and you can work with him. You have to, be, you have to know that the Baruch Shalom has, has there are these two mahalchem of chesed and gvur. 
So what happens here? A person, a person's angry. How come God doesn't care? That's not true. God does care, and He listens. And if you don't, and if you think that you have to scream in order to in order to get Him to listen to you, that means you don't have the right revenge law. You have the wrong God. Now, That's the first type of a scream. Let's talk about the second type of a tzaka, right? That means Adam That means you, that 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 person, someone that you know, cares about you, and he cares for you. It's just that okay, do he's down the block, he's getting on a bus, so I can't get his attention unless I scream. He's not going to hear me. He doesn't, he doesn't know that I'm talking to him. So if I stand there on this corner and I whisper, uncle, it's not going to help. I have to scream. Show them and I'm afraid that if I don't scream out, he's going to get on the bus. I'll miss, I'll miss my opportunity to talk to him. So I need tzayiklapov shekain if I talk quietly, he's not going to hear me. So Haribe Gemara Lomdu Chazal Mitfilas Chana Kama Halachas. Next page. Pufavav Yisaidis. Then here, everybody knows that from Chana we learn out certain basic halachas of Tefillah. Shemnesay Vachzmani. The Kaila Lo Yishama. Her voice couldn't be heard. He can't shoslag be a Kaila Betfilas. As far as Shemnesay is concerned, we learn from here that you're not supposed to daven Shemnesay out loud. You don't lift your, which is the, which is that time, this highest point of davening. Shmonesrei, is the time of Atzilus Mamish. So that's when you're closest to Hashem. So davke then. So we, then we learn out that, that you, you don't raise your voice at all. Other the Zohar Kodesh says horrible things about someone who davens Shmonesrei raising his voice. Scary things. I mean, it's, it's kfir. Also like be a kolobetilos. The rest of davening, of course, the, 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 there is an Indian to, to why is there an Indian? Okay, we'll talk about it a little bit, but the Shmonesrei, is when you in that place that's mamish meichach nei Hashem, so you don't you don't raise your voice. Dinza, this din, shatfila belachas to daven quietly, silently. Omor davke betfila shmonesrei. This davke be shmonesrei. With the other parts of davening, there's nothing that's holding a person back. The rest of davening, want to daven out loud, good. And there were tzaddikim that made a very big asik about that davka. There are other tzaddikim that the Balshant of Akkadish, we know, the Balshant of Akkadish davened with Sa'okas, with Ada Shemaim. The Balshant of davened very, very, very strong. Screaming, but his grandson, the Rebbe Baruch Hu so they say you couldn't hear him if you stood right next to him. By the rest, I'm not talking about Shemnesa, talking about by, by the rest of Davin. By the Rebbe Baruch Hu, you couldn't hear him at all. It was total silence. By the Balatanya, there's a machlokes. The Mitler Rebbe, his his son, his son wrote contrasim on on davening with silent fire. But the Rebbe Rebbe Arla, the, his greatest Talmud, Rabbi Streshler, he said he used to daven with Sarkis and Kailas The same the Balatani said so the middle of Rabbi Davin silently. And the and the, uh, the, the and the Rabbi Rabarla, his Talmud was was jumping and screaming like the Bidichu. So they're different in they're different in Yonah when it comes to the rest of Davin. But look but by Shmonasray is silent. The holidays, it's quiet. Alain was burning, so now we have to try to understand. 
So what's the difference then between Shemun Esrei and the rest of the parts of Davin? Shemun Esrei, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to, to scream. Not to, you have to be quiet. Whisper. And by the other parts of Davin, it's, it, it could be it's a mile to scream, some prefer, some don't prefer, but it's certainly allowed. You have to daven silently, but the other parts of davening, if you want to, you could yell. He says the simple, simple, simple explanation, without going into musagim atnim, without going into pnimis, just simple. Who? The highest point of davening, the truth is God is always with us. But when do we realize it most? When can we come to the highest hakkara, that recognition of what? That the verse on his mom is my friend and he's standing right here with me, together with me. That mahalach of kedabra ishla the highest level of tefillah, that's, that's Shemun Esrei. When you're staring in Kivyoch on the face, together, the in one place. That's how you, that's that's the that's the feeling that you can reach by Shemun Esrei. Hashem is always there, but that you have such access to such a strong feeling of Neichem Hashem to that Hakkar to recognizing and sensing and seeing that. That's by Shemun Esrei. There, not only is there no need to scream. Screaming is a big is is is, is, a, is a, against is against Allah. It's not very to scream by you're not allowed to scream. If you would scream, it would show that there's something missing. That's a person who loves you and cares about you and is interested in everything and he, and he's, and he hears you. What, what, do you, what do you scream? If, however, you're trying to get to that point, you're building up the davening. And at the beginning of davening, there's this feeling of what the Hashem is in Shemaim, God is out there somewhere, and I live and I'm in this world. And that's further than being across the street, right? So, our problem is that we feel that God is far away from us. You feel, a person feels that cutting call, he's got other things that he's thinking about. He's not interested so much in my Indian. He's not interested in my Indian. He's got other stuff on his mind. And even if Lu Yitzli, he would be interested, but he's very, very far away someplace in Shemayim. So the person feels that God is far away. So the first thing is to feel that God is very far away from me. And naturally, when you feel that somebody is far, you scream. But if you would really realize and feel that, and it takes the whole diving to get to that point on a strong level, where you're holding by a tzilis, which means eight cell, which means right next to God. If a person would really feel that Hashem is with you, the same way you don't need a microphone or a loudspeaker in your house maybe in his house but in most we're hoping that in the house you don't need to have a loudspeaker or a microphone you're talking to somebody you talk quietly my, my father's uncle was on the side never spoke in the house above a whisper barely above a whisper and there was never a tiny, there was not a lot to say, you're not talking loud enough, Daddy. 
Because when the once or twice that my sister and I would say that, my father would say, "I'm talking as loud as I need to. You're not listening loud." And that was the end of it. And my father never spoke above. To this day, he doesn't speak kemat above a whisper. To other people, yeah, when he talk, but in the house when he spoke, my father, ad hayyim zalgazon he talks mamish a whisper, a whisper. And be no difference if my sister and I were all in the middle of a conversation when my father would begin to talk. We had to stop talking. So, and it was never with any guy. My father was very, very humble. That's what he received from his father. And we'd be yapping away, and then we would see my father. My father would say something, so usually my mother would say, shh. Well, my father wouldn't have shushkas. He would just talk. And if he missed the first few words, he usually didn't repeat it either. And that's, that's how we grew up. Quiet. Quiet. I'm a big blabbermouth when I say. But really, that's only in public. In my own house, the kids are tired of not like that. But I have to talk, you know, outside. But but if you know that there's someone that loves you and is listening to you and cares about you, you don't need a microphone. You don't need a loudspeaker. That's what he says. Kishem kshumadar rabbenei beis nafar. They're not. Because you have to scream. If you're screaming in your house, it's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. We call it the name. It's a bad sign. You have to scream. Same thing when you speak to the Rabbi Shalom. When you when you're talking to the Rabbi Shalom, the Messinas, gently, the Nachas. What does it say by Anshin Listen to the verse from the Kotzke. What does it say by Anshin It says Vayikra Lelokim B'Chazka. They when they, they were in trouble, they, they were going to be destroyed, right? So they screamed out to Hashem Bechazka. Bechazek. Shtark. Right? So the Kotzka said, Because you know who they were, these people? Anashim Begushamim. Begushamim. They were coarse, physical, physical people. They thought that in order to what? In order to speak to God, Tzarech Litzayk Bechazka. You have to scream. I mean, we have something like that about Jews in Tanakh, right? But, he's, but that's not the shirish of it. Is not that we'll see in a minute. But they had to scream Bechazka because from their way of understanding it, God is someplace way, way far away in heaven. So you have to yell out. Avul Yehudi, the Kotzka said, Yid Shazach Ba'adin Nefesh, who is refined and delicate. He knows that he lives with Hashem Baruch right next to him. And Hashem Baruch is listening, Hashem Baruch cares. And he has good ears. He doesn't have to speak to Hashem with Sa'akas, with screaming and yelling. Now again, we're not explaining right now what about so then why do we have the option to scream at other times in davening? So, in a chanami. Because that's, that really, when a person comes to the highest akara of being close to Hashem, like the, like the mice in the Gemara of the Rav Sheshis, when a person comes to the highest level, then it's called the Mamadaki Hashem. When the king when the king is here, then everybody's quiet. When the king wants in the name, everything is quiet. Loi Biraj Hashem. Loi Beish Hashem. Loi Beruach Hashem. Called the Mamadaki Hashem. Loi Beish Hashem. It means you don't, have to, you don't have to make a tumult to get to Hashem, to get His attention. It's a koldum amadak. A small, still voice. Koldum amadak. That's why the highest tefillah of the year is the shayfah. And it's, it's not, it's bechlal. 
It's not. It's not. The, and the tzaddikim used to say that the Mitzvah said the highest, highest lung of the shayf is when no sound comes out at all. He wasn't saying that you could be yitzah like that. He's saying that, but he wants a baltekei, a person who's able to make such a such a shayf that, that nobody can hear it. Like Rabbi Nachman said, when someone asked him, when someone asked him how that, that Rabbi, some asked Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi, you said that we should scream out our tefillahs. So how loud should I scream? So Rabbi Nachman said you should scream, you should scream so loud that nobody else could hear you. That's what he said. You should scream so loud that no one else hears you. Only the Rabbi Nachman. No one else has to hear you. The highest level of a scream is I supposed to scream, and but they should scream. What's that? What does that mean? So that's a very big Indian in Chassidus. I'm not going to go into it right now. There's a mahalach like that also, but it's not what we. It's not because he's not listening or he can't hear us. God forbid. It's to be ma'ayra, like it says, like the Gemara says that the kol is ma'ayra, is ma'ayra the pnim, it's like a fire. It's 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 moving the coals around, and not because God can't hear. If you're living the whole day with the Bereshit together with you, and you feel every second that there is no place without God, every single place Hashem is with you. He's with you everywhere. That if a person who feels like Hashem is mamish there, in other words, if you feel that you have to scream out loud, you, you might need that because you're, you're feeling like you know, like you have to scream. But you should know that if you think that you have to scream in order that God should hear you, it means that you don't have that feeling of closeness of God's presence that you need to have. That's you're speaking on the phone. To a relative in Chutzlaritz, Meretz Yisrael to Chutzlaritz. Afilo and Kava telephone talking vaaf echusi. Even if it's a good connection, Kevin Shabbat Karas and Nefesh Magishim Shadi Benasim Adam Merucha. Since you you know that you're talking to somebody far, far, thousands of miles away, Teva Bnei Adam Shemadav Mikol Ram. The nature is to speak louder. We're living in a time of much better communication. But again, my father's always on time. Any time he's talking, even if it's just like to New Jersey. On the phone, he's, 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 he yells out louder. If it's to, if it's long distance, anytime it's officially a long distance call, my father yells on the telephone. And as many times you tell him, you don't have to. It's okay, Daddy. You can talk to Australia like that. So he says that's very far away, <laughs> very far. So you have to talk. We have to talk. Loud. But but really, that's not true. You don't have to. The fact that you the fact that you know that what that Australia is far away from New York, so it's natural that you start to scream or talk louder. You raise your voice. So what do we see? That if you if you have this natural feeling that the only way that God will hear you is if you if you're yelling and you're frustrated and you're screaming to be heard, that means that there's a that means that inside of you the chush tells you your feelings are telling you that really God's far away. And the natural, the natural thing that a person does when he feels that someone's far away is he raises his voice. Shmon which is the tachlis of tefillah, you don't raise your voice. Because that's the hakara that he's not far away. But he says during the course of the day, he says, <coughs> The more that a person feels, The more that you feel that Hashem's work is mamish with you, 
the more you could speak softly and gently the way you would speak to someone that you love. Like it says in the Pasuk, in Kahalas, that the words of the wise are spoken gently. The more that you scream with somebody loud and you yell, to that degree, you're missing this awareness that Hashem is mamish, mamish, mamish with you. He goes on to explain that in the beginning this is very hard and you feel that you have to raise your voice when you're trying his bite of this, when you're trying to get into the habit of talking to Hashem, you have to talk loud. But the taqlis is to come to a point like it says in Eicha, so'ak libam el Hashem, you don't have to even make a sound. Like Rabbi Nachman said, how loud? So loud that nobody could hear you. There's a scream that's inside. That you don't, no one has to hear you. That's Shemun That's the highest level of, of, of talking to Hashem. When you're with him in the room, you don't have to scream. When you're right next to him, he could hear you. A whisper, he could hear you. So we'll continue with that advice next week.